Customs and Border Protection is comprised of three uniformed law enforcement divisions. We spend a lot of time on this podcast focusing mostly on one of those components, the Office of Field Operations, commonly referred to as Customs or the folks in blue you meet when entering the U.S. through a port of entry. In a previous episode, we discussed the role of Border Patrol, the agents in green that patrol between the ports of entry. In this episode, we cover the third uniformed component of CBP, the folks in tan. You might have to look up to find them, the Office of Air and Marine Operations. As the name implies, air and marine agents are typically found in the air and on the water. They command marine vessels, operate sophisticated detection systems, fly airplanes, helicopters, and unmanned aerial surveillance platforms to stop terrorists, unlawful people, drugs, and contraband from entering the United States. Especially on the northern border, we do a lot of of domain awareness missions and kind of focus on what's happening in these areas. That's Supervisory Marine Interdiction Agent Sean Considine. Agent Considine spends a lot of time on the waters of Lake Erie, stationed out of Erie, Pennsylvania. Uh, I work in in the Erie Marine Unit uh, in Erie, Pennsylvania. We are part of what's called the Great Lakes Air and Marine Branch. We, we span the whole of Great Lakes there from Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, over to Rochester. So we're continually detecting, monitoring, tracking all, all these potential air and marine threats and then adjudicating them. So what does that mean? Well, we go out, we spend a lot of time on the water and we know what's going on and we try to know the players and who who's local, who's our fishermen, who's at this marina, um, who's transiting, and it involves basically sorting that traffic, talking to people, interacting with the the boating community, interacting with commercial operators, interacting with our DHS partners, with Coast Guard. And that's how it's literally, you know, what is is going on around you? Um, And if you don't know what's normal, you don't know what's abnormal and what to focus on. They don't call them the Great Lakes for nothing. There's a lot of water to cover. Boats everywhere, especially in the summer. So getting to know what is what is no simple task. It can require the help of the local boating communities. We're very dependent on just getting out and, and, and developing that awareness manually. Talk to people. Know your community. Um, know your players. Um, we, we really do a ton of public outreach. I specifically go out to a lot of yacht clubs fishing charter associations uh talk about our mission talk about who we are and explain to the people that you know it is a partnership and uh we we are very much in need of their cooperation and their support and their their phone call in uh, in the case of us uh, of them stumbling upon something that looks abnormal to them just like cbp officers and border patrol air and marine agents often deploy to other parts of the country to assist with hurricane relief efforts and other special operations. Because of this, Agent Considine has experience in multiple marine environments. We have guys constantly um, places all over the country. I I think it would be pretty self-explanatory to most people, like our hotspots that are routinely busy are Southern California and South Florida. Um, And then something that I kind of didn't know when I started working with Air and Marine is we have a lot of operations that are in Puerto Rico and in St. Thomas in the U.S. Virgin Islands. So the drug trafficking organizations like to to take advantage of the geography 
and they'll make their smuggling attempts into like Puerto Rico per se, because once it makes landfall in Puerto Rico, now it's considered like domestic and it's much easier to get it into the mainland. It's a huge part of our program. I mean, those guys down there are super active, different job. It's literally like night and day between us working here and when we go down and work down there. I would say that the big difference between the northern border and the southern border for Aaron Marine is the overtness and the covertness of the activity. When we're working down south, the the traffic is much more numerous and it's much more overt. But if you see it, it's much more easy to establish like, yes, that's probably a vessel that's engaged in smuggling. Um, on the northern border, what we see a lot of is regular vessel traffic that just blends in with local traffic. It, it's not that overt, um, for lack of a better analogy, Miami Vice style, you know, vessels that are running speedboats. It, it's just a different sort of traffic. So that kind of goes back to where I was talking about working in this area and how we are so dependent on the local community to establish that and really having that domain awareness like hey what looks normal and what doesn't it's just it's definitely dictated by the geography the type of marine environment that you're operating in uh people think that we you know we work in a well it's a lake and we, i get this a lot especially when we go down south and we work with our our counterparts down in southern offices well yeah but you just work on a lake I'm like, yeah, but the lake is 50 miles across and, you know, we get eight and 10 and 12 and 20 foot waves quite often. And our water temp in the spring, it might be 80 degrees, but the water temp is still in the forties. So like that sort of, you know, that, that sort of makeshift vessel traffic and stuff like that. We just don't see that up here. And you see a lot more uh, normal, what I guess you would say, it doesn't appear overtly outfitted for smuggling. Um, It's much more covert, which again is much more labor intensive to find that that target and to find those people that we need to spend some more time and talk to. The primary mission of Air and Marine agents is to find and stop the illegal movement of people and contraband across the border into the U.S. However, with all the time they spend on the water, They're often the closest first responders when boaters find themselves in trouble and needing help. With the amount of hours that we spend underway, we we do a a great number of rescues uh, and humanitarian type missions uh, every year. Myself, a couple weeks ago, we were coming back into Erie and we assisted a sailboat that was taking on water. We really do work hand in hand like with Coast Guard. We have a great relationship with them. As a matter of fact, most of our agents are former Coast Guard. Um, employees and boat operators. So that relationship just goes hand in hand. Um, you know, we'll, we will deconflict with them, let them know, like this particular sailboat that we encountered, we were ha- actually leaving a harbor and they put out a mayday call, the sailboat did. And we had just passed them probably four minutes earlier. We called Coast Guard. We're like, hey, we're already here. And they're like, what? How, how did that happen? We're like, well, we just happened to be here. So they were, you know, that's, Everybody wins when we can interact like that and uh, and save those resources and, and refocus and really, you know, it helped the public. 
everything worked out great. Uh, so it, it's great and it makes us feel good. And I think it really helps our relations with the public when they, you know, they know that, hey, these guys are, you know, they're not just out here to try to harass us. And we've had, we've been the first responders before on some vessel accidents, some really bad vessel accidents. A lot of law enforcement agencies might have boats, but it's not their primary focus. I'm a mariner. I'm a law enforcement agent, but like we're mariners first. And the whole winter time up in Rochester, we're the only boat that's readily accessible on the water year round. So we were called out frequently for missing persons that were, you know, um, maybe fell in off of the pier. We had a, a case where there was a, I guess, like a murder, murder, suicide ambush. That happened right on the shoreline, and we were the only people that were able to respond. We actually picked up the Monroe County Sheriff's Department to work hand-in-hand so that they could mitigate that threat, and, and, you know, it was an active shooter situation. So we are are law enforcement, but we're mariners, and we're we're proud of being mariners. We're proud of our skill set and what we can bring um, when we interact with the other agencies. Uh, we do a ton of things. I've never worked with an agency that kind of lets you chart your own path. Um, we have a couple guys in my office that are also um, cross-designated and work and do stuff with the airside. Uh, we have people that are uh, public affairs and outreach, and they do a ton of that work on a national level. Uh, we have a couple of guys that are involved in our training program and they frequently are on a a temporary duty down at our training center in St. Augustine, Florida. Aaron Marine really allows you to chart that path and kind of let you grow and let you become what you want to and and the job is what you make of it. Uh, I've gone a couple different directions with it now and uh, it's really rewarding that I think that it's, I had a boss a couple years ago who explained it like this to me, if I wasn't happy with Aaron Marine, it was my own fault because the agency really allows you to find that sweet spot, perform your core functions and your duties, and then find that sweet spot and really flourish. If you're interested in learning more about job opportunities with CBP, visit cbp.gov careers. Thanks for listening to the CBP Cross-Border Podcast. Subscribe to automatically receive future episodes.